Hey, what's up, Cinecasters? It's Jonathan here. I'm recording this from sunny Glasgow. Or not so sunny Glasgow. It's raining. Anyway, myself and Phil told you at the end of last week's Royal Tenenbaums episode that next week would be our Punch Drunk Love episode, which it very well could have been, but we neglected to tell you that we'd both be off on separate holidays. So we knew that we'd have a dead week one of these weeks because we didn't have enough time to record enough episodes ahead of time. So that means that we will delay our Anderson vs. Anderson arc and the Punch Drunk Love episode until next week. Sorry about that. But we didn't want to leave you hanging, so we thought, why not leave you a little bonus episode? We decided to introduce you to our new show called Franchise. It's our brand new podcast, part of the podcast family Breadcrumbs, where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises one film at a time. And in our first season, we're covering the Fast and Furious movies. Myself and my former co-host on the show, Ariane, started this journey about a year ago over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. And after we talked about the first Fast and Furious movie, we decided to talk about them all. And we liked those episodes so much, we figured, hey, that make one hell of a podcast. And thus, Franchise was born. So we decided this week we're going to introduce you to Franchise with Episode 1, 2001's The Fast and the Furious. If you like the Charles Cinecast, then you're sure to love Franchise. It's basically our sister podcast, and we really want it to work out. So if you like what you hear, search out Franchise in your favorite podcast app, or find the links in the description box of this episode. As of the time of this episode going out, our episodes for Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift are now live. So please subscribe, leave ratings and reviews, help us grow, and... We may have some great plans for upcoming seasons, particularly season two, which should drop around Halloween time this year, and it's perfect for horror fans out there. Wink, wink. So without any further ado, it's season one, episode one of Franchise, The Fast and the Furious. Get your nods. Get your nods. Are you ready? Room for a motherfucker. Ready? Gonna power through. Yeah. yeah. I need a DVD player. Here I am. <laughs> you so. steal some? There's you like a there's like some. a huge truck. Like, you know. There's a lorry out there. There's a, there's a lorry. Oh, there's a lorry out there. <laughs> it's a tractor trailer. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to Franchise, presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises one film at a time as we try to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes a franchise bad, and what makes a franchise work and is it worth your time watching any of those films <laughs> we're your hosts i'm jonathan foster and i'm here with who ariane and answer putri my daughter what's up dad hey ariane how's it going i'm good how are you <laughs> not too bad yeah this is it ariane we're mm-hmm. in it the first yeah. official episode of franchise here we are Ooh, we're here we're here we're talking about the fast saga mm-hmm. oh my god some of your favorite films yeah are coming up this series absolutely and it's gonna be so good yeah it's gonna be are great. you excited i'm very excited are you excited i'm so excited oh my gosh so we've been sitting on these episodes for ages, for ages. And i want people to hear them yeah and they're good stuff and i'm really excited for it so it's gonna be so fun mm-hmm. uh so yeah 
this is your first official episode of Franchise. If you'd like to learn more about your host, myself and Ariane, and things like why I call Ariane my daughter. Yeah, he's not actually my dad. Yeah, I'm not her dad. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a joke there, and it's been going on for like well over two, two years. years. <laughs> so yeah, you can learn a little bit more about ourselves and why we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And the first episode is episode zero. Well, it's not the first episode because this is the first episode. Episode, it's zero. episode zero. It's a, it's a, it's a zero episode. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist except it's in your feed. Go check it out. But yeah, I'm sure you're going to learn plenty more about myself and Ariane as we go along throughout this crazy franchise. Uh, super excited get this out there because we mentioned episode zero we started this journey all the way back in april 2020 mm-hmm. where we were doing just bonus episodes over on our patreon for the pot Charles cinecast and it's like pandemic times early which is still kind of yeah. is but we're it still yeah, is it was early days early though. days of the pandemic when still is. yeah when people were still baking bread yeah. and you know hoarding toilet paper all that all that <laughs> hey, season still, one stuff are you still hoarding toilet yeah, paper I'm still, I'm still no not toilet <laughs> paper but i am still bacon bread Hell so yeah. it's pretty good yeah i kept that going i learned Sick. how to make pizza during it all it was really good awesome so yeah i'm a i feel like a real human being like, <laughs> a real person like, like i like i baked bread yeah. and i watched movies about fast cars i'm such a I real feel like person. a settler you know yeah. <laughs> a settler you can set me out and you know i don't know 1800s wild west and i could at least make some bread yeah and then i get bitten by a rattlesnake and die what a life. What a life. At least he had the Fast and Furious yeah. movies. That's a, yeah, you, you bring Nos back into the past. We're derailing here, yeah. but yeah, we are. It's okay. Yeah. Um, we're so excited. We're, we're too excited. Yeah. <laughs> so we're about to get into this first episode. It's the Fast and Furious. We weren't really sure this mm-hmm. was going to become its own series at the time of recording this back in April 2020. So you can expect some dated references and ideas yeah. that get expanded upon in future episodes, but it's fine. I think we're ready. Yeah. We're all ready here. We can start our engines. Vroom, vroom. And we can get ready to get franchised. Get franchised. Andrew O'Hear of Salon.com said, may not have much of a brain, but it's definitely got a pulse. So true. Felix Gonzalez Jr. of DVD Review. This is that. That joke is going to make so much more sense down the line. Just wait. It's going to pay off so well, like in the second episode, in the third episode, and maybe even the fourth episode. It's not a joke if you keep explaining it. It's It's a joke that I enjoy. Okay. It's my own joke. It's his own little joke, yeah. (laughs) When characters are not racing at breakneck speed, the movie as a whole ceases to move. Man, he didn't like this one. Yeah. Kurt Fields of Washington Post said, Diesel, Brewster, and Rodriguez have undeniable charisma while Walker is serviceable in his role. How dare he? Serviceable? <laughs> you will not disrespect my boy like this. Anyway. Yeah, this is... I'm so stressed. Like- I'm so stressed. I get, I get real heated about Brian O'Connor. About Paul Walker. Like, like, my Virgo know, king. He was, yeah, he was strong in the first film. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... I don't know. I mean, I know, I know there's tough times ahead. Yeah. If you know anything about this franchise, there's tough times ahead with one Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor, but man, he, he was a golden boy back then. Yeah. Like literally had golden hair and, uh, yeah, it becomes brown later. But, uh, but okay. Roger Ebert, Chicago sometimes said it delivers what it promises to deliver and knows that a chase scene is supposed to be about something more than special effects. Okay. Roger Ebert, 
We'll hear more about him as we go along. Oh, yeah. He becomes a, a big fixture yeah, of this About series. this franchise, funny enough. Um, yeah. Take that, film Twitter. Um, oh, man. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone said, Rob Cohen, who directed, who last directed The Skulls, ouch, can consider this one another career-killing skid mark. Yikes. He said yikes in The Rolling Stone. No, actually, I added, you added yikes, the yikes. Because I, yeah. <laughs> I think that was a yikes. It is a, a yikes. Oof. It is. Man, a yikes. that's tough. Yeah. Rob Cohen. I mean, what a dick. Rob Cohen does suck. So it's like, yeah. it's okay. Fuck that guy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but Peter Travers. Right. Peter, poor Peter Travers. Um, anyway. Oh, this is it. Here, get your coronas at the ready and prepare your nos. Go ahead. Vroom, vroom. It's the fast and the furious. One race, two G buy it, winner takes all. I don't have any cash, but I do have the pink slip to my car. You brave, you brave. You're in. Street, where reputations are made. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. In a world beyond the law. We drive like we've done this before. No, never. If you have what it takes. You want a beer? Yo, Dom, why'd you bring that fool here? Because he kept me out of handcuffs. You can have it all. My brother likes you. Usually he doesn't like anybody. But when rivalries are a way of life. I thought we had an agreement. You stay away, I stay away. When loyalty is all that matters. You don't know this punk, Dom. Watch your back. You break a heart, I'll break your neck. Would you be willing... Yeah, stick by me. Maybe. To risk everything. Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, enjoys the adrenaline of streetcar racing and his fans treat him like a rock star. <laughs> After a blazing encounter with the ruthless Johnny Tran, Dom, deci- I like how it just goes to Dom, Dom decides to yeah. take Brian, Paul Walker, a newcomer to street racing under his wing. Dom's sister Mia sees something she likes in Brian too. Trouble is... Neither of them realize he's an undercover cop. And Dominic and his rival Johnny Tran are both prime suspects in a case involving dirty money and big rig hijacking. Which is another way of saying DVDs. Um, Yeah. DVD players, sorry. DVD players. Like, who gives a shit about DVD players? Come on, man. But they were worth a lot of money in the 2000s. Actually, some people still give a shit about DVD players. They haven't even upgraded to Blu-ray yet. Damn. Which is nuts. Although, That's I mean, crazy. 
these might still be the same people who haven't even upgraded to the idea of the fact that they can get everything on the internet as well. Well, mad respect to them, sort of. Shout mm-hmm. out John's Bud Light glass. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to Bud. Yo, you haven't brought up Bud Light in so long. I know, man. I uh, <sighs> It's hard. I think it's just the music. Man. It's hard it's out the here. Music. It's, yeah. it's part of the it's whole the music. music identity yeah. and uh, as a joke. And um, yeah, I think I've shot myself in the foot as a musician by trying to be funny and uh, <laughs> try to uh, act like I like Bud Light. But <laughs> then I fooled myself and I worked myself into a shoot for any wrestling fans out there. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I actually like Bud Light now. So fair John enough. likes Bud Light. <laughs> I much like Dominic Toretto and I think it's why I drink it. I, I drank a lot of Corona Hell yeah. um, in my day. <laughs> yeah. You can have yeah. any beer you like. Any beer you like. As long as it's Corona. <laughs> As you can have any virus you like, as <laughs> long as it's coronavirus. Yeah, because there's a desperado virus is for girls. Um. <laughs> well, speaking mm. of Twitter bullshit, um, yeah. you posted this thing tagging in the podcast. Uh, well, it was a quote retweet of Hannah Flint on Twitter saying, I, for oh, one, yeah. cannot wait yeah. to attend the Fast and the Furious 9 UK premiere at the Prince Charles Cinema. Neither and, can I. <laughs> and it was too lovely that we were about to do a Fast and Furious episode that uh, that tweet went out and yeah, you got inspired. Perfect. It felt kind of fun. Um, yeah. And uh, fuck, who knows? That could be a possibility. Hell yeah. I will fly back in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'll be like, Paul, listen, you know how much this means to me. Yeah. You don't have to have rehire me. But just let me be there. Yeah. Like, I'll help Peter <laughs> on the bar, free of charge. <laughs> I just want to be there to see Vin and serve him a Corona that we'll only have in stock just for that night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Corona might be cheap after all this. Oh, fuck you know, yeah. <laughs> people don't want to buy it, which is which so, stupid. so stupid. But so stupid. So this all comes because Universal... Yeah. Um, decided that oh, it yeah. was going to start to release its films on its uh, on vi- video on demand, basically. Yeah, on demand. Yeah. The same and then day. AMC that, refused to. Yeah. Yeah, the same day that the film comes out in cinemas. So a lot of s- cinema chains around the world, including Yodian here in the UK, have decided to no longer play Universal films, which is absurd. It is absurd. absurd. Uh, because I think. I mean, it, it sucks because I, I know where they're coming from. It's a fear. Like, and obviously we're going through that with the Prince Charles Cinema and stuff as well. It's like that yeah. whole fear of not wanting to talk too much about streaming services and blah, 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 because mm-hmm. you want people to be invested in your cinema. But I think at the same time, you have to hope that people are going to, well, they already have that option. I know this is conditioning them a little bit more to streaming services. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but. I think you got to hold out hope that they'll still want to come to the cinema. I've seen tons of people just screaming about how they can't wait to come back to the cinema, like on Twitter and stuff. So it's the biggest thing I miss about being in the world. Just like going to the cinema by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just something special about going to the cinema. I mean, like watching films at home is great. It's fun. It's comfy. But, and sometimes I prefer it, but at the same time, like, 
there are certain films you got to see on the big screen. Yeah. You know? Especially like for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fast right. Nine is one of them. I'm going <laughs> to rewatch the trailer tonight just to, just to feel something. Yeah. <laughs> well, the OG, it's the 2001 car racing crime adventure from Rob Cohen. Mm-hmm. He's directed a lot of shit, but I don't really want to go into him that much because I start looking into him a little bit and um Big seems yeah, it seems like he kind of sucks mm-hmm. and I'm not going to talk about what he did yeah. supposedly um if you want to find out you can look that up uh but yeah screw him. Uh, it's the yeah, first film it's the first film in the mega franchise that's seen a total of 8 films Hell with yeah. the ninth delayed film due to come out soon because of coronavirus coming out in 2021 now a planned 10th film a couple Mm -hmm. of short films a spinoff a future three planned spinoffs and then like a sequel to a spinoff jesus christ uh but yeah today we're talking about the og yeah we're talking about the og because i haven't seen all those others and uh really jesus yeah no i mean I'll, I'll go ahead and get into it. All right. So oh Fast and the Furious, the first one, saw probably in cinemas. The second one, probably saw in cinemas. The third, mm-hmm. I think I saw it like on home video or something. But mind you, I was like, I don't know, 12 when the first one came out. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I was, I was like old, old enough. You were like a little two. baby. <laughs> I was two. So I remember I when they were coming out and it was just a big deal. And then the third one came out. And it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then like, you know, it didn't have Vin Diesel or Paul. Well, actually, Vin Diesel made a cameo, but it didn't yeah. have Paul Walker in it. Um, it just f- felt completely, completely different. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then like, it was years before another one came out. Like, yeah. And if, then like, it turned into this huge thing. Like they yeah. turned into superheroes. Yeah. After yeah. The third film. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, because yeah. it's not the same style, really. No, not the um, same style. But like, I think we'll get into this later when we start getting into the details. But there are some things that, for I think the keen viewer or like genuinely people who love the first film, you notice them try to call back to some stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think general masses, which these films are made for, will remember the continuity of the <laughs> yeah. franchise that well. Yeah. Like, this isn't the Avengers. This arguably is my Avengers. Um, <laughs> Letty Ortiz is my Black Widow. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, like like there there are so many things that that's like they're like they're really nice Easter eggs that we'll, we'll yeah. get into. Well, it's it's funny because the first film and the second film they go together, mm-hmm. and then they made the third film, but that's actually technically the, later in the timeline. Yeah, yeah, because it's so confusing. It three, four, sorry, four, five, and six are yeah. a trilogy that are a prequel to the third film. Yeah, and then three happens, and then seven, eight, nine, Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. Great. Um, uh, yeah, they lost me with Tokyo Drift, though. Yeah, Tokyo <laughs> Drift was weird because I like it, it's revisited in the eighth film. Yeah, no, no, in the seventh Lucas film. Black sorry, a, yeah, Lucas Black cameo. makes a cameo in the um, seventh eighth, film. In the seventh film, yeah, and everything in Tokyo apparently in 2017 was stuck in 2003, and I love that. Like <laughs> Bow Wow makes a cameo, and I'm like, you got Bow Wow. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Sans Lil. Yeah, all he says, yeah, Lil Bow. 
sans lil even though he looked very lil um, <laughs> and all he says was he knew han and i was like oh my god yeah like you expect I, I, I was just losing it but anyway let's talk about the first yeah. film before right. we lose it any further well rob cohen was inspired to make this film after reading a 1998 vive magazine article called racer x it was about street racing in New York City. And then he also apparently had watched a lot of illegal street racing at night in Los Angeles, which helped mm. him get the idea for this. Mm. I'm just going to leave that there with us. Like, a, helped him get the idea for this. Because um, <laughs> I'll get to that in a bit. It was originally titled Red Line. Do you know that? Why? Because they spray paint a red line on the street. Maybe, start? or the red line on the speedometer or something. I have oh no idea. Oh my God, that's no even idea. dumber. But and for the most ears. of the filming, it was called uh-huh. Red Line. Okay. Yeah, and according to Rob Cohen on the DVD commentary, the producers landed on the new title before they finished the movie because they hated Red Line. <laughs> they they hated the title. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to stay on the Red Line saga. <laughs> yeah, they decided they wanted to call it The Fast and the Furious. But they couldn't use it because it belonged to it belonged to uh, director Roger Corman mm. um, because he made the 1955 movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Universal eventually agreed to give Corman the rights to some Universal stock footage yeah. or, or something. I have no idea what the Weird. footage was, but they gave him stock footage. I'm assuming it's not a car. Yeah, um. no, probably not. <laughs> it, it's you know, it was probably like I don't know some weird like. Who knows? He probably has the rights to like some other superhero franchise that we have no idea yeah. <laughs> that Universal bought. Bloodshot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's made like some B seen. movie that no one's ever seen. I'm um, going to track it down. Yeah, we'll track um, it down. <laughs> yeah, we'll track it down. For you guys, anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this cast. We got Paul mm. Walker as Brian O'Connor. Yes, yes King. <laughs> I adore Paul Walker. Yeah. He's a very interesting person. He's an interesting performer. Altogether. He is, yeah, he's the Nomi Malone of this film, I swear <laughs> to you. He's just so aggressive and yeah. rabid, but not as much as the guy that plays Vince, whose name mm. I can't remember. Yeah, Michael Schultz or something. Name. Yeah, but yeah. then I remember Vince the is first hardcore. Show. He's hardcore, and his tank tops were something else. And his, um, his shitty tats. His shitty tats, his else. mesh tank tops. And his use of of uh, homophobic slurs. Yeah, he sucks. he sucks. I hate Vince. <laughs> I legit, I wrote down in my notes, I've always disliked Vince, among others. Um, <laughs> but Paul, the, the first shot you see of Paul Walker, he's like revving up his car. Like he's mm-hmm. practicing. Just yeah, like at Dodger Stadium. His street gang at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And I looked at it, like I think when I rewatched it, I rewatched, I think the first half um quite recently but before when i watched the whole thing i remember being like yo like 2001 paul walker has like like has what greg sestero has always wanted you know like (laughs) he is greg sestero but actually managed to get famous completely like like oh can you i bet that like i bet greg like auditioned for this didn't get it like man i would love to know that or he wasn't allowed to audition for it because he was shooting the room (laughs) <laughs> as we we from like from Malcolm in the Middle School. Yeah, he was probably but, um, about to go shoot it. Yeah, like, he was about to go audition, but Tommy was like, "No, Greg, you got to go. Uh, you got to go throw um, football." Like, yeah, you want to you want to drive fast car, vroom vroom. 
Oh, I buy no, Mercedes. You can you can drive my Mercedes. <laughs> I have Mercedes. I have Chevrolet. I have everything you want. All of it for you, Greg. Why, Greg? Why? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, but yeah, no. I think Paul Walker is really great in this because yeah. he's he sort of ties everything together in the sense that Brian is obviously like other than being like an undercover cop, he's our way in to mm-hmm. this whole world, and he's like a nice blank vessel. And I loved all the other like street racers, whoever, just being like, "Oh, your name's Brian, basic white boy name," and I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. "That gave me I, so much joy." So I, much I joy. just like. <laughs> I completely forgot how long it takes for you to realize that he's an undercover cop. Like yeah. I nearly almost ruined that for Julia because I don't think she had ever seen it and we were watching oh, it wow. together and mm. uh, and I knew he was a cop, but like I, mm. I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to come out. And he said, it's probably like just the beginning of the film, but it's like 30 minutes in before mm. you realize that he's a cop. It's 30 minutes in. But then like once you already know, you like like clock it the second he starts arguing like the second he orders that tuna sandwich what a stupid white boy order how that is the most suspicious thing like ordered the one thing everybody hates and i was like okay well done screenwriters for showing this um like the foreshadowing incredible (laughs) speaking of like the street racers that make fun of brian it occurred to me uh, as i was rewatching it that jaw rule is in this oh yeah Uh, (laughs) jaw rule I was gonna get to Ja Rule in a second. Let's get to let's get to like better people first. Yeah, let's um, get to Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> but before I get into that, I want to talk about Paul Walker a little bit. Like, do you? Yeah. Okay, so a couple of years ago, unfortunately, Paul mm-hmm. Walker passed away, passed away. Yeah. due to speeding. Yeah, in his car, but he was even the one miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, um, with his financial advisor, crashed, and unfortunately car caught on fire and yeah it's very very sad it's really sad watching this film again and just seeing like the idea of street racing and all that in general like my god it it was hard to watch it was really hard to watch at times because paul walker is like he's still young you know and yeah it's like i know he did an insane amount of films and i know like later in the later sequels and stuff he obviously like was getting even better at driving in real life and like obviously yeah. start doing his own stunts like there's yeah, yeah, you yeah. know all these recordings of him doing all these crazy stunts and shit in the films like um without a stunt man and a yeah. hell of a lot of insurance but yeah it's crazy it's it's sad it's, it's really, really sad it's really um, really sad i didn't think i'd get into that like so early but you know hey dude i remember seeing um the seventh film in theaters um i've, I've i think i've seen the last like four films in theaters but um i remember seeing the seventh one in theaters and they like everybody knew beforehand that like oh yeah paul walker passed away before they could complete the film and mm-hmm. his brother was the stand-in for him and they cgi'd his face and then i just remember that scene i it still gets to me to this day i am not sure how but like dom has this massive speech before him and Brian drive their separate paths and they have like the montage of the whole franchise and then mm-hmm. the Charlie Puth music starts and then at the end it just goes for Paul and I just lose it like I, I started crying no. so much because you don't like it's it's so weird it's so sad and so terrible and he had like really young kids at the time I think mm-hmm. like I think yeah a really young daughter over, I think yeah mm-hmm. I think she's like around 
my age now or a little younger or around my brother's age. But like, yeah, I just remember being like, I didn't think this would affect me this much. And I, I remember there's not a dry eye in the house. And like, yeah. these movies are such a big deal here in Indonesia. Mm. Like, it's, it was like, it was really surreal. It was really weird. But like, yeah, it's, it was also just like, wow, we were all really affected by the loss of this really talented actor mm-hmm. and the sort of the face of this franchise that's not Vin Diesel. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, it's weird it's how he is fun. sort of like the long standing face of the franchise, even though he's like yeah. arguably the least famous of almost everyone. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like as far as yeah. other films and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, so if you you're were, up against Tyrese and Ludacris, yeah. um, The Rock. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck The Rock. He just, like, came in and smashed the whole franchise man, to pieces. Man. Did he ever. Um, Vin, Diesel. Vin Diesel's like, Vin Diesel Okay, who? the beef. Oh, my who? God. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get it. Okay. The behind-the-scenes beef is, like, my favorite reality show. I wish they would do, like, a Real Housewives special of the behind the scenes Fast and Furious beef because my God, it is so fascinating and it yeah. is so rife with hyper masculinity. It drives me crazy. It's right, well, so funny. I'm I'll but give yeah. you like time at the end. Yeah, later. I'll let you just have your fill. Yeah. Um, okay. We're gonna so have beef by the end of this. <laughs> before we get to Vin Diesel though, uh yeah. apparently Paul Walker, before he was cast in the film, Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg, no Christian Bale Okay, I see that. And Eminem <laughs> were all considered for the part of Brian O'Connor. There's something about Eminem when you look at him and you can tell this man cannot drive. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so That's weird. That's so stupid. But Christian Bell, I think, would be really good. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is like a precursor to Ford versus Ferrari. I think he In, can vroom, vroom that well. I think he can even like... In an alternate universe, talk me into Mark Wahlberg kind of yeah, showing the film. Especially but still being in, in it. that time. Yeah. You know? Like pre Ted Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Pre Ted <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, pre whatever the hell movie he just did on Netflix with Post Malone. Um, God. He's like one of those weird actors. I can't understand. Pre Transformers. Yeah. Because he's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's Mark. Have you not Mark. seen it? Oh, man. He's Mark and Mark. I, I yeah. used to, my mom used to be really into that. Sh- the, the, reality show that him and his brothers had so the one about their burger the joint Wahlbergs, yeah the wall yeah wall, wall burgers wall burgers <laughs> there's the a wall burgers in london there's a wall burgers in covent garden why? i why? don't know i have friends who work there when i saw it i was like <laughs> what the fuck yeah it's turnt though <laughs> yeah paul walker actually won out though the um role for brian o'connor due to his likeness mm. of steve mcqueen because yeah. uh yeah He's i pretty. guess rob cohen really liked bullet in uh, Steve McQueen. But mm. apparently Paul Walker was really, really big into the idea of doing the film because he saw Donnie Brasco and he really uh, wanted to play an undercover cop. Yeah. 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 This is Donnie Brasco meets Point Break meets Cars. Yeah. Um, point Break, but Cars. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel is Dominic Toretto. Hell yeah. So apparently the studio Looking. would only greenlight the film if Timothy Olymphit Signed Timothy on. Oliphant. Yeah, sorry, Oliphant. Yeah, I can't say his name. I never know how to say it. Elephant. Um, signed on as Dominic, but he what? did Gone in 60 Seconds the year yeah, prior. That's And uh, he didn't want to do it. 
Apparently, he studio executives it. also wanted Colin Farrell for the role. Gross. I don't think that would work. I can't see Dominic Toretto as anybody else. I'm yeah, so sorry. Definitely that not. That is like the ironically, that's such an iconic role. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I can't imagine anyone else either. I mean, it's like Vin Diesel's role. It's uh Yeah, it's it's the Vin Diesel yeah. role. It's Dominic Toretto, Groot, um, whatever the hell Bloodshot is. Whatever triple um, X is. Triple X, oh my god, the Chronicles <laughs> of Riddick. Yeah, um, I could name so many Vin Diesel movies. Pitch Black, I'm not going to Pitch Black. Well, I mean, you know, he's uh, he's a weird he's actor. An, he's a weird dude. He is like the reverse Nicolas Cage. When I was watching Fast and the Furious, it was really funny the other night when I was watching it because apparently mm-hmm. he's he's supposed to only be twenty four years old in that film, but nah. he was like thirty four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. When I was watching it, I was just I was just thinking, he's such a weird looking guy. Like he's like he's when he was telling the story about his father and the car and everything. And uh I was looking at his face. He's got that face of like uh I don't know, like a very sweet nerd or something. In but the first in, movie in for a really sure. big bulky body and it makes no yeah. sense. Like I was just like looking at him just like so he makes <laughs> he makes zero sense, especially like I, I know it's part of the thing and it's really iconic. It actually does make a lot of sense when he's wearing like the shirt from the garage and it says like Dom or it says Toretto or whatever. Yeah. But then you cut to like the um, race at night and he's in the muscle tank. And I was like, no, that's Dominic Toretto. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the iconic look. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly everything starts to make sense about him. And I was yeah. like, oh, he's that guy. Um, but then as the franchise progresses, you're like, huh? Like, <laughs> family? Okay. Family. Um, family. Familia. Familia. Uh, familia. Because he is Corona. He's <laughs> Italian and Cuban and all the... Yeah. Dominic Toretto is... All, well, is wow. His girl in the film and throughout yeah. the series is Michelle Rodriguez Letty. as Letty Ortiz. I love Letty. Michelle Rodriguez, I mean, she basically plays the same role in every film she's ever in, yeah. but she's awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's fine. Awesome. Are you going to tell her not to play that role? Nah. Exactly. She'll kick your she's ass, man. She's going to kick your ass. Exactly. Yeah. Just thinking of her in like Resident Evil and stuff, you know, and like, yeah. she's just and a SWAT. Um, yeah. yeah. She's a badass. <laughs> I love Letty in this. She's so, she's just so, she doesn't give a shit. She's, yeah. she's just like judging everybody, but then she's also appoints the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And I love that shot of her, like in when she goes into like the convenience store part of the thing, the Toretto thing. And she has her sunglasses and they're like, like, like really well. <laughs> and she, I was just like, yeah, this is such a look. And also in that race, that race that she, yeah, like when they're and at then the she game, pulls on the, the race wars yeah. or whatever, and she's just got her glasses down like that. And then the, the stack of money. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it evokes the same thing when I watch Showgirls. It's like, yes. Yeah. And there's also Jordana Brewster, who is Mia. Mm, Mia. Um, this part was written for Eliza Dushku originally, apparently. Oh, okay. But she turned That's it down. Interesting. And apparently also Natalie Portman, Sarah Michelle Gellar, oh. Kirsten Dunst, Bijou oh. Phillips, and Jessica Bill auditioned for the role. 
Jessica I just Biel. feel like some of that's wrong. Like, some I don't know. Yeah. Don't fact Jessica check Biel. me. But yeah. these, apparently, I don't know. Man, I, I never wish, know if any man. of this shit's true. Yeah. <laughs> John doesn't know anything he's yeah. saying um, after a year. But one thing that is true, though, is neither Michelle Rodriguez nor Jordana Brewster had driver's licenses or even awesome. learner's permits before production of the film. And they had to take driver's le- driving lessons during awesome. the filming. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mad respect. Oh, I want to be in one of these movies. Did all so their bad. own stunts, too. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. That's that's not true at all. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. <laughs> they were like, they were so young in this. I was literally like, whoa. Yeah. So much time has flown by. I like really love Mia in this film because I feel like compared to the other films in the franchise, she doesn't really have that much of a role anymore mm-hmm. other than being Brian's wife. Yeah. Um, which is like cool. Familia. Yeah, rather familia. Um, she gets like sidelined a lot and in, I feel that's why I was really excited for F9 because finally Mia gets to drive cars again. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, there's too many goddamn people in the films. Too many goddamn people. And yeah. there's too many people in this one, too. Like, I yeah. don't remember half the names of the people other we than have, like Jesse and Vince. All the white yeah. guys look the same. Well, we have Chad Lindbergh as Jesse. Yeah. The ADD boy. Yeah. Um, Little tech boy. It's boy. been quite a few films, but. I always just think of him in that film, The Rookie, with uh, Dennis oh. Quaid as a baseball coach. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, uh, that's... It's hit, okay. that in Fast that's and the Furious. That's all yeah. I ever think about. Um, yeah, when I see this guy. But anyway, he the Volkswagen Jetta, this is a random fact for you, that uh, he drives well, in the movie and he loses too. the papers to uh, oh, yeah. Johnny so, Tran. Johnny, Johnny Tran. Yeah, that apparently was later purchased by Frankie Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> the actual car yeah so there you go what some Malcolm the middle whatever you were talking about earlier yeah <laughs> greg sestero um, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a little malcolm <laughs> uh, there's no googly emmy who plays mm. hector Hello, and my god does that guy play the same character in every film yes he does and he comes back in the seventh one to get punched in the face <laughs> by letty and he's like letty you don't remember me and i was like i'm not sure the audience remembers you dog i do yeah. <laughs> like, i remember you from a lot of films but i can't where you play I, the I, always same dude. yeah i get them yeah. mixed up all the time he's in training day playing the same character <laughs> um but yeah he's, he's good though i like hector yeah i i i i was looking up a little bit about him and it turns out he's actually like he used to be into gangs and stuff and um obviously he's typecast all the time as a gang member but it's probably because he has knowledge of it i guess sometimes hollywood does do that they'll take people who actually were former gang members and that way they know that it'll be legit but um apparently he's like pretty good about reaching out to kids and stuff and uh that's you know, awesome. talking to them about not joining gangs and shit, which is cool. So, yeah, you know, good. Fairfax to him. Yeah. Keep playing that role. Who cares? I mean, he's making more money than I will ever make playing <laughs> the same character. So, great job. I want to be in a Fast and Furious movie <laughs> so bad. You don't understand. I'm pretty and I have a driver's license. Is that not enough for you, Universal? Do you is it? Knocked out by Letty? Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a dream that was. Gave be. you a new career goal based yeah. off of something you just talked about. Get hit yeah. by Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the dream. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, man, I want to go fast. Yeah. Rick anyway. Yoon is Johnny Tran. Don't yeah. know much about him. But he plays a lot a of face, like, though. yeah, he plays a lot of like Asian bad guys in yeah. Hollywood. Like I like the last thing I saw him in, and I'm sure he's been in more stuff, but the last thing I saw him in was Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. As like the leader of like the North Korean like spies or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. This, this film is amazing for how diverse it feels. Oh, yeah. It but feels. at the same time, it's not. It's the most <laughs> typecasted fucking film yeah. possible. Like yeah. when you think about like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Watching it Acting was hilarious. Rewatching travel. it took me down memory lane because I'll just say like, like I said earlier, I saw the film when it came out and I was like of a good enough age to like be totally aware of how much of an impact it had on pop culture yeah, and uh, just culture around me in America. Like after that film came out, tons and tons and tons of people were starting to like speed around, you know, in in my hometown street racing, putting those fucking neon lights under their cars. My God. Yeah. Driving (sighs) underneath lorries. um, Yeah. Everybody was doing that. Everybody was doing that. You know what? Actually, you know what? I, I, yeah, I don't care about that scene because Chevy Chase did it first. I'm in complete control. Get around this egg timer. He did it first in vacation, yeah. so oh man, screw him. Fuck I've you, heard Dominic. Chevy Chase's name so much this week for reasons you will expect. Um, Community. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's get into Ja Rule. Murder. Because yeah. <laughs> how in the hell did Ja Rule have so much influence over this film? Oh my god, he was on the fucking soundtrack. Yeah, he's all over the soundtrack. He's all over the soundtrack. This is like, yeah. who else has done this? Idris Elba did it for yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Um, there's two albums for this film. There's one that was called The Fast and the Furious, and yeah. then there's one called More Fast and Furious. Yeah, more the so creative. The <laughs> Fast and the Furious was all like the hip hop sort of like yeah, I don't know that hip hop R and B sort of stuff that's in the film. And then Very there was early the one Roland Roland song by yeah. uh, Limp Bizkit. But then the other was just all the weird grungy like alternative yeah. rock music that's in the film that's also that's just in the film. buried in like saliva and shit like that it's, yeah it's such a weird mix in the soundtrack it's so i think it shows time. like the obviously it's of the time but i think it's like that dual like duality brian has to live with like i'm yeah. into street racing but i'm also I'm a, a cop boy. <laughs> yeah but i am also a white boy <laughs> i'm a um, white boy yeah oh man but Ja Rule, my God, I, what I the hell? instantly <laughs> remembered the street race, like the first yeah. street race, which is like one of the best scenes they, in the entire like, film. Completely, completely. Um, like I, I remember Call like vividly and I screamed the lines and I hadn't seen it in years. Like I don't remember the last time I've seen this film, but like I screamed the lines. Menage! <laughs> and, then, and then when he's about to lose, Monica! No, no Monica! That's my favorite thing. And then that girl that comes up to him, mm-hmm. presumably Monica, um, yeah. that he just 
just feels up and I'm like, yo, yeah. Ja Rule in this movie. All right. I've got something about that girl. Do you want to have a good laugh? Yes, All I right. love a good laugh. So the woman who comes onto Ja Rule's character, Not Edwin, in the first film before the race wasn't an actress or even an extra. What the hell? According to <laughs> Rob Cohen. According to Rob Cohen, she was just a woman who was in Jaws trailer. <laughs> that is that is the most jaw rule thing I've ever uh, heard. And I watched that whole Fire Festival movie. <laughs> the Fire Festival thing just doesn't what? even make sense to me. None of ja it makes sense. He's Ja Rule so is an entity that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like we were talking about how Vin Diesel doesn't make sense. Ja Rule makes zero yeah. sense. But no, I, I think Ja Rule is a really funny person that I don't understand. Yeah, like you said, he's an entity. And he's also one of the stupidest people in the world um, when you're not even talking about Firefest because yeah. apparently after this film, he was offered a bigger role in the franchise, particularly because... Um, you know, Vin Diesel was unsure if he would be a part of the franchise anymore because he wasn't in the second film. He only yeah. came back in a cameo in the third film. Yeah. And Ludacris ended up getting that role. Yeah, because Ludacris is brilliant. And Ludacris is still in the series as well. Yeah. So, I love you, Taj. Yeah. He, um, ja Rule turned that down and he's Damn. dumb. Damn. And then he dumb. did fire. It could have been Ludacris. All right. Do you want to have another weird laugh? I love uh, your laughs, Jonathan. Keep them coming, please. Rob Especially Cohen. with this movie. I don't know how true this is. This seems so fucking fake. But uh, it ties in really nicely to our last mm. Patreon episode. Rob Cohen's original casting choices for Dominic was Mario Lopez. Brian was Mark Paul Gross- Gossler. So he wanted to do And Jesse was Dustin Diamond. Oh <laughs> I don't know if this is true at all. And then Letty was yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah, um, that would have been great. But uh, yeah, apparently so studio good. execs feared that reteaming Saved by the Bell co-stars would confuse the audience. It would, so, it would be so crazy. <laughs> Can like, you what? imagine Mario Lopez in like a muscle tank drinking Coronas? No. I, yes, I could. I could yeah, actually good for you. I could totally I imagine Mario Lopez as Dominic, to be honest. Or even fair enough, Mark Paul Gossler. Okay, Mark Paul Gossler is like it. Yeah. I can imagine one of those two, but not both of them together. It can't happen. Yeah, because that'd be be too weird. I would just be thinking Zach and Slater. What the hell? Yeah. But Dustin Diamond, period, in anything. (laughs) Dustin Diamond, period. (laughs) (laughs) The way Ja Rule says, period, when he's looking at Brian's car, I was just like, whoa. Like, I'm ascending, I'm astral projecting. (laughs) <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. And yeah. Yeah, d- dude. Like the whole like I love how they gave each racer their own like pre-race prep and then you got Brian who's on his computer and Dom is picking up his NOS and the Asian kid is Just playing, playing, video, playing games. video games. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's for the culture. Yeah. Good for you. Typecast that kid one more time, I dare you. <laughs> and then Jaw Rule just gets some titties. And I was yeah. like, Clearly, somebody's winning here. Clearly, (laughs) someone has a good agent. Yeah, clearly. Or clearly, (laughs) somebody has really good people in their trailer. Yeah. Um, How did he convince? How? No, Monica. Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Minaj. (laughs) 
Oh, and that man. was like one of those things where like, it's so funny to me now, but a good 10 years ago, that scene would have made me so mad. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so- oh, this was kind of funny. I noticed this and, uh, and I didn't realize it was, it was Rob Cohen's film, but mm. when they're watching the movie on the television, um, and oh, yeah. Vince comes in to make popcorn and he throws his homophobic slur to Brian and mm. uh, they nearly get in a fight. And uh, when he goes storming out and he goes past the TV, you can see there's a film on and the film mm. is Dragon the Bruce Lee story. And I was just like, oh shit, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Yeah. Turns out it's Rob Cohen's film. So Damn. Yeah. What a mark Yikes. for his own shit. Yeah. <laughs> the Rob Co- the Rob Cohen cinematic universe. <laughs> they all exist. <laughs> they all uh, exist in the same timeline. Oh, so Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez were actually dating off screen during the filming yeah, of this. Not surprised. Yeah. Remember that sex scene that cut to- was cut together so weird. <laughs> yeah. And was shot, I think, majority like majority from the same angle, the same exact angle. And I'm like Mm. It's very jarring. I think, I think the thing with like films in the two thousands like this, or at least especially in the from the late nineties into the early two thousands when it came to like sex scenes and stuff, they tried, I think, really hard to make it overtly sexy. Mm-hmm. Like they try so hard, and yeah. then you just kind of lose it, just being like, that is kind of funny though. It really is just of the time, though, because it's it was very like, of the time. No, for sure. The music and everything. I mean, like not like I, I, you know, I obviously love wrestling, but I mean, that was that music that was in the film, the just the over sexualized bullshit, like yeah. all that stuff, all the ass at that yeah. same time in wrestling was like just to that the was max, the thing that was happening. to the max. And it's just like Scott, the late 90s and early 2000s were such a weird time. Yeah. Well, and then, oh man, they had a film like in the film, they had a thing called Race Wars, which yeah. is such an unfortunate title, <laughs> such an unfortunate <laughs> title, which they bring back in the seventh film to Do involve Vicky wow. Azalea. Does yeah. anyone say, hey, this is a weird thing? Like, why is it called Race Wars? Oh, my God. Actually, the exposition in the first like two minutes of the film, it's Letty and Dom and they're in the car and then. Letty's like, so race wars, what is it? Do we like go to this every year? And then Dom looks at her. Obviously, the music cuts and it zooms in on him. And he's like, race wars, we invented it. And I was like, you invented I was like, yeah, it's for the first movie. But also, you invented race wars. That's a sentence you want to say. That's something me and Jamie do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's actually something Jamie calls me. <laughs> race wars. It's full circle. It's full circle. Shout out, Jamie. Apparently, real life drivers brought uh, brought their cars to participate in this huge scene. Awesome! When they blocked off and, the road, yeah, and there was over one thousand five hundred cars at the race wars. Holy shit! The filmmakers, I don't know, like Rob Cohen. You know, he he he's. We've alluded to him being a maybe a bad guy. Yeah. Um. Bit of a dick. And. One. Uh, he, it's not for murder, but he does like to paint houses. I heard you paint houses. He does like to paint houses. Because apparently the filmmakers asked owners of the houses in the backgrounds of the film to paint their houses <laughs> in more muted colors so they could show off the colorful cars. Oh, man. Woo! I pray <laughs> for the production designer that had to go liaise with the neighborhood people. Yeah. 
Like shoot it on a lot, dude, and then paint the houses <laughs> in the lot. Jesus. Weren't you under Universal in the first place? They have neighborhoods. <laughs> anyway. I'm wrapping up a little bit here, but mm-hmm. like I I uh wanted to ask you what's like your favorite quote of the film. Obviously, like I mean, come on, Monica oh, Minaj. Man. Actually, I think mine is a Ja Rule quote as well. It? Um, it's not how you stand by your car, it's how you race it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good and line. I was like, that's a good line and also a great way to live. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, Ja Rule, that's the only time you ever made sense. Anyway. Yeah. My my favorite line What's from yours? the film, and it's something that I heard so much growing up uh-huh. from my older sister. Anytime we were playing any sort of games or any sort of thing like that, and she would beat me, and I would just if I happened to even utter, I almost won. Yeah. She would say the famous lines from Dominic. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. And I'm just like, yeah, it's great. But hey, if you pay attention from the point of view of the train as Brian and Dom cross the track (laughs) at the end of the movie, Brian actually wins by a few inches. Yeah. Congrats, Brian, for your life-saving win. Um, That also, like, again, lots of stuff that's in the first film they echo in the later films. And it's one of those things where, like, yeah, these make for really great set pieces, but if you're like a keen viewer of these things, you catch it because Brian and Dom end up jumping through buildings in the seventh film, if anybody yeah. can recall. And they started out humbly jumping over some train tracks. Okay. And yeah. yeah. Just keep jumping. And it's, yeah. And it's that whole, like <laughs> that, that whole, their whole relationship, I think is the best encapsulated in that scene. Mm-hmm. Wherein like there is a mutual respect for one another, but they won't admit it because there's like this hyper masculine thing of, I can't, tell you how much i appreciate you because hashtag that's gay Um, (laughs) especially back then (laughs) back then especially vis-a-vis vince who like desperately wanted dom's attention but yeah he's so so and like he's so hard for dom and that's why i think he hated brian so much like not even because he was hitting on mia he doesn't give his he doesn't give a shit about mia he's like you are muscling in literally muscling in on my dude here what yeah. are you doing get away and i love that scene at the party where they like like dom gives brian vince's corona and i was like yeah this scene would not fly in 2020 <laughs> like, oh man, what a silly movie well the film made 207.3 million dollars at the box office on money. a budget of only 38 million which is a lot not only a that's lot. a lot of money but still i mean it made a shit ton of money Mm. Yeah, I, I before I get into something, I, I did want to say that I thought it was kind of funny how, I mean, we talked about this a little bit where it just feels mm-hmm. like the first the first two movies, I mean, the first film, I think they were just like, whatever, we're doing something. And yeah, we're doing something. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, obviously this is a big hit, so let's, let's make a sequel. They make a sequel. Mm. They made the third film. Things were a lot different. Then they didn't Things make were- a film for a long time. And then, yeah. like we mentioned earlier, they came back back. and just really expanded the series i don't think they thought this was going to be what it was no they really there's no way no way they did not think this through like they're smart for not killing off um any of their their leads you know yeah until later in the films um only to bring them back Mm. (laughs) miraculously (laughs) and so all the vengeance and anger from the previous films is just null and void because this motherfucker's just back to life but um yeah i know i remember like i think fast four still had a bit 
of both worlds. I think you saw that this is their ambition. They're going for, they're hitting the action points, like that sort of genre points more so than the whole, like the wholesome, well, not really wholesome. There is something quite wholesome though, of like, these are just street racers that jack, like the hijack huge um, trucks and then turning it into, oh, now the undercover cop is an FBI agent and they're all embroiled in this huge drug cartel thing. And then from that point forward has continuity throughout the rest of the franchise. Um, Which is, yeah, like good on them for sort of figuring out how to do all of this. Um, Especially when you're like, yeah, okay, we probably didn't think this through, but they managed to scrounge something together that are still hits. Like they are definitely not the best movies in the world, but they're still quite a lot of fun, at least for me and for like millions of other people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's insane. Like they literally save the world. Like every single movie from the sixth film onward. It's crazy. It's just so stupid. Like the stakes get higher and higher. It's so stupid. It's always some fucking red herring. That's like, Oh, we got to get the, we got to get the USB. We got to get the, this. we got to get the, we got to stop the hacker. And then it's always like classic movie hacking where they talk out loud and they like, yeah, you're not going to take this. It kills me. Like when Um, you watch the Hobbs and Troll trailer. Oh God. Like, and then you compare it to, so far this film it's like what the what fuck? the hell so like you're telling me literally superhero man yeah <laughs> literally idris alba is black fuck? superman you see him get his spine readjusted and his spine is like a robot spine and you're telling me this exists like 10 years onward from when dom and brian used to jack like lorries full of dvds like <laughs> dvd players no like what, what? The fuck? What the fuck was yeah. what? Well, so crazy. This movie apparently so was crazy. pitched as a West Side Story, but with cars. Oh, West Side Story with cars. And it also hijacked the whole like hijacking scene mm. um, from John Ford's Vacation? stagecoach. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's almost shot for shot if you shot look at shot. that stagecoach hijacking. There's very mm. similar bits to it, um, the way it was shot and everything. But this film. Is the biggest point break ripoff yeah, ever of all time. It yeah, is for sure. Beat for beat. Beat for beat point break. It's just point break. Yeah. When I was watching it, I was just like, I'm I got pissed off Paul watching Walker it. Walker is Keanu and Dominic Toretto is Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze would have made a great Dominic Toretto, by the way. Um <laughs> yeah. a film I would love to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got it's, I yeah. just got pissed off watching it though, because I was just like it's beat for beat. I, I was having a good time. Mm. No, I'm not gonna lie, it's fun. But at the same time, I was just like every every like I just never saw it that way before. And then like yeah. I it wasn't that long ago that I watched rewatched Point Break again and mm. I was just like, fuck, man, this is like everything that happens in this film. Fuck man, this is fast and it's fucking point yeah. break. <laughs> and then I start looking into yeah. it even more and there's it, it just like it is point break. It is point break. Yeah. There's Neptune's net where Ooh. they meet to have yeah. shrimp tacos or whatever. That's in Point Break. That's where that's literally Lori, the beach. Yeah, that's where Lori Petty's character works in <laughs> yeah. Point Break. So Maybe there's a really good flowchart. Um, really good flowchart here though to help mm. you figure out. I love flowcharts. If you're watching Point Break mm-hmm. or Fast and the Furious, Ooh. so I just want you to answer. Yes, I love games. Right. Is the hero 
a puckish young FBI agent? Um, that's point break because Brian is technically LAPD. Well, <laughs> is he yeah. a, well, he's working with the FBI. He's working with the FBI. Yeah. So yeah. yeah is he inspiring to be an FBI agent? Yeah. Okay. All right. So is he a young cop undercover, basically? Yes. Does he deduce that extreme sportsmen are responsible for a rash of crimes? Extreme sportsmen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both sports are very extreme, actually. Does he track them by going undercover to take part in the sport? Yes. Does he initially target the wrong set of criminals? Yes. <laughs> Does he fall in love with a waitress in the villain's circle? Yes. <laughs> Does he bond with the main, uh, the main criminal over shrimp in a beach restaurant? Yes. Does the gang blow his cover and then coerce him into helping them with one last job? Yes. Sort of, yes. But yes. Sort of, yes. In best view. Um, does it go badly wrong with half the gang getting badly wounded? Yes. After this bloodbath, does the hero let the villain go free at the end like some kind of massive idiot? Yes. Is Vin Diesel in it? <laughs> yes. Then you're watching the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same movie. It's the it's same movie, so but I'm not so... mad about it. I remember yeah. listening to. I was hoping I really, you yeah. had never gotten down and thought about how. Oh no! I think about it. Rip off it is. every fucking day um, of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big How Did This Get Made fan, as I'm sure yeah. I've established in previous episodes, and they do really great. Um, takedowns and I just don't like pimping other people's podcasts. Yeah, sorry, I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> no, but they do really great. That's like, not true. they do really great. How did this? Um, they do really great Fast and Furious episodes for like everything in the franchise, and they literally like the first thing they say is like, "Yeah, this is Point Break with cars." Yeah, like it yeah. is. I mean, I said it early on, mm. and then I didn't realize how much it was until later in the film. That's where I accidentally spoiled um, Julia. <laughs> Yeah, because like I said, I said, God, this is just like, like point breaking cars. Wait, then, he's a cop? <laughs> yeah, she, and then she was just like, what, is one of them a cop? And I was just like. <laughs> Which one? No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's just the like similar boy? to point break, you know, it's because um, he like has to infiltrate, you know, he just tries to get yeah. into the crew and stuff. And by that Why point, does he have to infiltrate, John? <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get in, you know, he's just trying to get in. He needs some new uh, friends, man. Brian yeah, literally has He's no just friends. trying to be cool. <laughs> Brian literally has no friends. All right. So I didn't piss you off, but I will allow you to go, um, go beef. Yeah. Let's hear about this beef. How much oh, do you know man. about I Vin know, Diesel and The Rock's beef? I know like a general amount. I know that in the seventh and eighth, I think it's more so in the eighth film, but it sort of started like earlier on quietly, but it became public in the seventh film, wherein like, um, Vin Diesel and The Rock shared zero screen time together technically um, so like they may be in the same scene but they never share like a frame together oh sort of like heat yeah like heat <laughs> where they basically. try to pretend like but zero. heat had a purpose um, yeah. while this is just petty like the beef is mostly like I think 
obviously they're both quote unquote alpha males yeah. and they obviously want to be the stars in the lead of the franchise and then Tyrese had to jump in and be like hey I hate all these beefs so I'm going to beef with everybody else too in true Tyrese fashion um, so Tyrese is in there a little bit but I also like remember that I think it's sort of in their contracts um, which sort of came out during Hobbs and Shaw wherein like the these the guys mostly the guys these guys these bald guys um, can't be seen losing or like um, they can only take <laughs> a certain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for real. Like, get the whole Kogan fucking treatment, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm like I think, I think lose. it's similar. I think it's in the Fate of the Furious, and it's also in Hobbs and Shaw, where it's in the Rock's contract, where he can't um, take more punches than the other co-star. <laughs> like he can't lose. Literally, I'm like, we get it. You were Fuck a wrestler, yeah. and it's this whole like. And then I remember The Rock just being publicly... Um, I don't know who's in the right and who's in the wrong, to be honest. But I just remember The Rock calling Vin Diesel a candy ass on Instagram. And I was like, oh, we're in it yeah. for the long haul I, I'm, <laughs> like, As much as I like wrestling, I'm 100% under the belief that The Rock is probably the main instigator. Because apparently yeah, he's for, an asshole. Yeah, uh, apparently he's, you know, the, just throughout his career, done things... What like because he was handed he was handed everything like yeah you know um not to say he didn't earn it like eventually because when he was when he like was coming up into the wrestling business he was like a a uh the son of a, a popular former wrestler yeah and his family had a rich history of like being big performers in wrestling i don't know like he he was just given this big huge spot at a very young age and yeah. everyone was just like die rocky die <laughs> and then the next thing you know he like gets turned into a bad guy and then that's when he started to prove how good he was but he still always just was handed everything and it was just like he has such an ego and he was such an asshole to people and like there's some weird stories about the rock in the past as well like mm. you know some stuff about him like kind of beating up some women and stuff and yeah so he's a weird weird person um, this is why I I'm team know. Shaw dude yeah like I'm I will like he's I can't be Shaw because I don't like Jason Statham either I love Jason <laughs> Statham <laughs> especially weird. in these movies <laughs> he's so good in these movies he really yeah. makes like because I think The Rock is a bit too Disney for me not to sort yeah. of reference his role in Moana but I think Jason Statham has like a certain level of self-awareness where like he knows this is a bit silly and he mm-hmm. knows it's a bit stupid but he will obviously perform and do his best oh yeah I'm sure like and he's probably just a proper team player yeah the but The Rock I wouldn't be surprised and if that's the, Rock's, the thing yeah The Rock's contract if he has those sort of clauses in his contract that's a clause, yeah. he's directly involved with wrestling yeah. because of how much they try to protect people mm-hmm. that they will be like oh well if people go and watch Fast and the Furious and they see that The Rock gets beat up by mm-hmm. like Vin Diesel then they're not going to believe if he comes back and he he you know beats John Cena and it's just like yeah, who cares oh like, I'm who so cares? ready no one cares I'm so ready for John Cena in the ninth oh yeah he's going to so be in the next ready. one he's, he's the, the new other Rock now, right? yeah. yeah oh god yeah I read that and I was just Toretto. like Jesus Christ that's like so I, crazy. Where did he go? And like, oh, it's just so, especially considering how the scale of the sort of like later films in the franchise have increased so massively to the point that they are stopping terrorist attacks, yada, yada, yada. 
The Rock <laughs> just plays this invincible knight in shining armor character to a point where I remember, like, I, I watched Furious 7 really recently with my mom because um, my mom's also really into these movies um, and The Rock just breaks out of his cast after literally being thrown out of a building and yeah. I've and then he shoots down a helicopter with a huge machine gun and I was like this movie was I've just about that, yeah. street racing yeah what, what the is, fuck going is going on? on and then and then him and oh man but Jason Statham's a really great addition to the franchise I think. but however The Rock's addition although I I know the general consensus is that lots of fans are really into it. That like, oh, you save franchise, da, da, da. I kind of think it takes away a lot of that like um, homegrown sort of. These are just yeah, like these are just kids from the neighborhood that really like street racing and they also do this for a living. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that whole duality that they can't really hold anymore because it's spiraled out of control so much. <laughs> yeah. But I think Vin Diesel's part of the franchise, or he tries to keep it character driven and family driven, is where they might have clashed. I think because like Vin has been there from day one. There's that whole infringement between hey, there's this newcomer um, versus mm. like I've been here for ages and then yeah. obviously they both have huge egos and they make lots of money and there's a lot of money at stake so that's why there's a beef and I don't yeah, know how I mean, Tyrese fits into all of this but I think it's really funny that does Tyrese, Tyrese tries to muscle Tyrese's comic like, relief that yeah, but, I don't think is necessary because everybody else around him is funnier but I do adore the, his character he was just slightly popular at the time yeah. of the second film mm-hmm. and was cutting his teeth in the movie industry he did Baby Boy with John Singleton, yeah. and that's how he got into this film because, well, too fast, too furious because he was uh, he was in Baby Boy. John Singleton he was in Baby Boy. Yeah. Did Too Fast, Too Furious, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, um, I, I I just think like it's just it's just really funny, like because Tyrese is such a weird, like he he's basically such only in these films now, and like yeah, yeah and I mean, Transformers. I'm just thinking, yeah, and Transformers, but I mean <laughs> Transformers. Like I rewatched those recently too. <laughs> I think this these films are basically like it's like G.I. Joe and Transformers just yeah. had sex and then they created the franchise. That yeah, but then the, the cars don't turn into robots. Yeah, and it's um, just until bonkers. Hobbs and Shaw. In yeah. which the cars do turn into robots. Um, <laughs> this is insane. Um, I could do a podcast on Hobbs and Shaw alone, but I won't put the people through that. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Yeah, I need to do my homework yes. and like catch up on all the films I've missed of this series because I've not mm. watched most of them, um, yeah. especially the later ones, uh, including Hobbs and Shaw. So maybe Fast, one day, yeah. if watch I watch Fast Hobbs and Fun. Shaw, and we'll we'll we'll. We'll yeah, reconvene we'll for another yeah. bullshit episode and I'll try to figure out how in the hell I got here. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I do every day. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Fast, Fast Five anymore. because I think that's like the turning point of the whole thing. Because they're trying to mm-hmm. they're trying to marry the whole we're thieves with um we're gonna save the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very ambitious and I think they do it really well. And I think that's like the best team up. Like yeah. that's I like the new crew. As much as I love the crew in this movie, I love the new crew. I think they work so well. Um, I'm like such a huge like, I like Gal Gadot in this movie and I don't like her in any other movies. Not even Wonder Woman, man. So (laughs) that says a lot. I mean, Um, 
still not seen Wonder Woman or any of those uh, Justice League films. Don't really care. Okay, Aquaman. Okay. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> not even going to do that. Still not Aquaman either. You haven't seen Aquaman? How dare yeah, you make any of these man. jokes? Yeah, I don't watch films How that I'm How dare in. you? Man, Aquaman yeah. was lit. Um, I didn't make the jokes, though. People made no, the No, no, people, people made yeah. the jokes. People made the jokes. Also, just to bring it back to, like, Johnny Tran, I love his motorcycle crew. And they're so fast and so furious. Hello, Steve. What are you doing? Biting Hello. Why are you biting John's you arm? biting my arm. Very fast and very furiously, if I do say so myself. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, Johnny Tran, very fast. We are furious. There's a lot. Very this fast. is, yeah, definitely this encapsulates. They're really angry and they drive really fast. Plus, the other yeah. movies kind of lose it on that. But yeah. Except for Too Fast, Too Furious. Except for Too they Fast, got, They got Too Fast. They got Too That's my favorite film title. Yeah. If um, anything, I should just be happy that you get that to be a joke for anything. It's yeah. like anything you ever say. Three Fast, Three like, Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. It's just too funny. I don't know. Yeah, it's, just, it's always funny. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. The and we got to keep, we got to keep like fucking weird rappers and, and jobs, you know, like, yeah, for you sure. Know, like Tyrese I, and, uh, Ludacris. and Ludacris, you know, Ludacris is work. so good in these movies. <laughs> He's so good. He's the Bow blueprint wow. for all tech guys. Fuck Bow Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am burning some bridges here, but. Fuck wow. I told you I was ready to uh, piss you off. It was, yeah. I was just, <laughs> Do not I was just like gearing up for Bow Wow hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bow Wow and his fake ass private jet. Go like home. Mike. Like, oh, <laughs> a basketball <laughs> film for the ages. So there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this first episode of Franchised. We hope you enjoyed our bullshitting through the first Fast and the Furious movie. It's a very damn good movie and a franchise. I mean, oh my God, I think it's going to be really hard to beat, even though it's just Point Break with Cars. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking good movie. It's a great movie. Enjoy that one a lot. I love that one. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed that episode as well, and it wasn't too confusing, because we did jump around a little bit as we were talking about some, like I mentioned, some of the future films and stuff, because we weren't really sure this was going to become a thing. Mm -hmm. It becomes more of a thing in the next episode. Um, So it starts to get a little bit neater and Ariane and I are like talking more future building as we go along. It was fun. I I enjoyed that first episode and it was it was a really fun episode. I remember recording it back in the day and we just had a blast. We start getting into beef watch and all that sort of stuff, which becomes Becomes a a big fixture later on. um, Because they have beef reactors. Uh, later on we'll fill you in just keep listening (laughs) keep listening keep listening yeah Uh, you can follow us at breadcrumbs pod on twitter and instagram and learn more about the breadcrumbs collective at breadcrumbscollective.com yeah feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you think about the show and we may even read some of your comments out in future episodes if you like what you hear so far, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out and we would love to just, you know, grow this show. Yeah, definitely. So as always, you can follow me at Tall for All, T-A-L-L, the number four, A-L-L, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Ariane where? At Ariane and Anditha on Twitter and Instagram. Sweet. So stay tuned as next week we'll start our engines once again with one of the best sequel names of all. Oh, sorry. I scratch can't. that. It's, it's, it's just pretty much one of the best name, film names in general. It's amazing. Oh, my God. As we start our own going ranking as well from next week, it's going to be too fast. 
Too furious. Too fast. Too, too fast for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you next week. Bye, guys. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.